You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Good morning. Uh, John, John chapter 10. Verity's already referred to that. We're continuing the series, Jesus in His Own Words. We've had last week Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Previous week, uh, Matt was talking about Jesus being the good shepherd. Uh, Today, I am the gate. comes from John chapter 10. Let me read those verses for you. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. Two segments to what I want to share this morning. First of all, he says, Jesus says, I came by the gate. And then he says, I am the gate. And we're familiar with that turn of phrase because Jesus says, I give you the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I give you the light of life. I am the light. And so Jesus is saying, I came by the gate. And guess what? I'm also the gate. And for people who are Christians here this morning, I hope what I share will uh, en- enable you to have confidence in your faith. Um, when you're talking to other people, as I hope we do have opportunity, when we're explaining the Christian faith, what I'm sharing this morning should give you confidence that actually who Jesus said he is, is true. If you're not yet a convinced believer, then I hope what this morning I'm saying will help you come to put your trust in Jesus. And I want to start with that picture, which in verse 2, Jesus says, the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Very simply, that means that Jesus has the right to be in charge of the sheep. He has authority to be among his sheep and to be responsible for his care. I am the shepherd. I came in through the right way. Going to talk a bit about security. And we should all know who has the right to enter our homes. Um, those who have a right to enter our homes are members of our household. Um, or if you invite people to come into your home, you can bring them through the front door. Or sometimes people with the utilities, they have to have the badge of authority and you can invite them in to read the meter or do some maintenance work. And we know those who we have the right to keep out and we call them intruders. They're intruding on 
the right to enter our home. Let me tell you a story. Uh, Keith's teaching the children this morning, but he'll validate this is true. When Keith and Anna uh, were first in West Beach and we got to know them, this is many years ago, they lived in Chapnell Road, we lived in Sefton Avenue, getting to know them, get a call from Keith one day, Keith, uh, Clive, I've locked myself out of the house, can't get in. So uh, Keith knew I got lots of tools to do a bit of DIY, so I took around all my tools, the chisels, the screwdrivers and everything like that, and we're trying every window, every door, we cannot get in. Totally locked out. I don't know if it was a moment of inspiration, but I said, let me try my front door key. Now, this is a time when, when the church was starting, we were a f- small fellowship, and people were very f- suspicious of us. They used to say that if you came to this church, I had to see your bank statement. That was one of the rumours that went round. Although it was happening that we decorated our house with certain wallpaper, and then a few other families were putting the same wallpaper up in their house, and we're <laughs> getting a bit worried about this. But people were thinking, you know, we're... We're controlling. We need to... Well, I said to Keith, let me try my Yale front door key. And it opened his door. <laughs> we, we could not believe it that I had the, had the key to Keith's house. <laughs> now, that's not normal. <laughs> but if you want to give people free access, you give them the keys. And Jesus is in, in, offense, in, offense, in effect saying, I'm the key holder. Like he said to Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Well, Jesus held the keys. He could unlock, he could open the, the, the way because uh, he, he comes in with the authority to do that. So these are the keys to the community center. Uh, I was first here this morning. I unlock, I set, I, I do the alarm, I do everything. I've only got these because somebody has given me the authority to hold these. But I can come and go as free will. And Jesus is saying, when he says, I came by the gate, he says, I've got authority to come in here. Now, not everybody in the hearing of Jesus agreed with him. Because previously, he has just given a man who has been blind for decades, just given him back his sight. And the man, he wasn't sure who this Jesus is, but he said, I don't know, I'm not sure who he is, but he's made me able to see. Now, the, the, the people, the religious leaders, they should have known who Jesus is. But at the end of chapter, chapter 9, they're really indignant that uh, Jesus has, in a sense, caused trouble by giving a blind man sight. And, um, and, and Jesus is saying, well, that blind man, he can now see. You're meant to be able to see, but you're blind. And verse 34, uh, they say to Jesus, you are steeped in sin at your birth. How dare you lecture us? And some people think that the authority of Jesus, he's usurping that authority. He and people say it to the church, they say it to Christians. How dare you tell us what we ought to believe, what we ought to think, what God is like. But actually Jesus is saying, I came by the gate. I have authority to enter here. What does that mean? It means that when Jesus came as the Son of God, as God's rescue plan... He didn't come and sneak in. 
Nobody knew what was going on. He came openly, transparently. Indeed, when, uh, when they came to arrest him, they said, why have you come at night as if I was hiding from you? He said, I've been teaching daily in the temple courts. I've been out in the open. Everybody can see and hear who I am and what I'm doing, which is very different from the work of darkness, who do things sneakily. When they came, uh, they, they were plotting to arrest Jesus. It says uh, um, in Matthew 26 that the, the, those authorities, they planned to do it secretly and have him killed. They wanted to take him in a dark alley and get rid of him. But Jesus says, I come in by the gate. I'm open and transparent. And I'm coming with authority to come to the people of God. In fact, so much authority that he says in verse 10, I have authority from God to lay down my life. So I am choosing to lay down my life, but I've also got authority to take it up again. And this command I've received from my father. Some people, when they heard that, they thought he was mad. Demon-possessed and mad. And when we're confronted with Jesus and his claims about himself, because if what he's saying is not true, he is the worst deceiver that ever existed. Because millions of people have trusted in him and it proved to be a lie. But if it is true then that's the issue every person on earth has to face. Who is Jesus? Is he who he says he is? Or is there another? And Jesus is saying, I came by the authority of my Father, openly, transparently, and I have authority to speak on God's behalf to the world. That's what it means when he says, I am. Fiona and others have said that phrase, it is the identity of God, it's the name of God. And he, Jesus is claiming in that himself, I am God and I'm here to do God's work. And the way that we know it is genuine and real is not by his words, not by his miracles, but there's one thing that proves that Jesus is true and, and genuine. And all he said can be relied on. And that one thing is his resurrection from the dead. And if Jesus was not raised from the dead, he's a liar. But God raised him from the dead to say all that Jesus has said about himself is absolutely true. And the resurrection is the, resurrection is the foundation of our faith. And Jesus says, I've come in the name of the Father. I've got this authority. And that authority was first recognized, verse 3, the watchman opens the gate. I'm going to surmise that that watchman was John the Baptist, who was waiting that interim period. And then he sees, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And John points people to Jesus. And he says, <laughs> The Messiah has come. So he's validated by the watchman who opens the gate. And secondly, 
by the sheep who hear his voice. That's interesting, isn't it? That people who are tuned into God, people who want to know him, when they see Jesus, that's what the first disciples said. Come, I think we found the Messiah. And it was all a journey of exploration. And they listen to him and they watch him and they begin to follow him. So the watchman and the sheep validate Jesus. Verse 6, Jesus used this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) To me, it's quite clear what Jesus was saying there. I didn't sneak in. I didn't climb over the wall. I just came boldly, came to the gate, and I came into the sheep. They didn't understand. He said, okay, let me try again. Let me try again. Because Jesus has come as the promised good shepherd, which is promised in the Old Testament, the prophets, there would be a good shepherd that had lots of bad shepherds, but there would be a good shepherd who would come, who would shepherd his people. And here is Jesus coming to his people, the people of Israel. Now, you may not know it, but in the congregation this morning, we have somebody whose heritage is of the Jewish nation from the household of Israel, but came to the point of believing Jesus as their Messiah. That's really exciting. Somebody here this morning has taken that journey. And Jesus came to his own to bring the good news of God. And just as Jesus had that authority then, can I say he's got the same authority now? Jesus has the authority to be in this meeting. Jesus has the authority to speak to us with the authority of God. To touch our hearts and to call us to follow him. And I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you've never taken that step to commit your life to Jesus, maybe today is the day of salvation. And you need to acknowledge Jesus for who he is and what he's done for you. See, what makes Jesus different from the others? Well, he's he's quite clear. You know, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, forget it. (laughs) Forget it. He says, the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. But I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, he's a thief and a robber. He breaks in without authority. He comes acting in his own selfish motives, not from God, not from the God who is love, but his own agenda. And those who come as thieves and robbers can rightly be challenged. What have you any right to be here? Now, I have helped break into people's houses. (laughs) As a a church leader, you get all sorts of calls. Um, Years and years ago, uh, we had lots of young teenagers and some uh, children. And uh, uh, Katie was in charge of looking after a group of children while her parents and uh, Paul and Mickey Hobson were away. And she she was over at uh, Paul and Mickey's house with this group of children. I got a phone call, uh, three or four children she's looking after for the day. All day she said, we've gone out of the house and we're locked out. Kyle, can you get us in? <sighs> Go around again. No, no doors open. Spotted that the neighbor had a ladder 
So I went to the neighbour, explained who I was. Could I borrow your ladder to break into your neighbour's house, please? <laughs> so they said yes. <laughs> and the only way we could get in, in the upstairs, the, the upstairs bathroom, there was a, ba- a bathroom window and the fan light at the top was open. So I put the ladder up against that. Uh, couldn't put it on the window because it didn't reach. I had to put it alongside the window. And little Lizzie Hobson, those of you who remember, made her climb up before me. I'm behind her. And then I held her out to the side and posted her through this window. (laughs) But if the police came, (laughs) I could give an answer. Some time ago, our neighbours were burgled. Very frightening experience for them. A very elderly couple. Fred was in his 90s. And they knew they were being burgled when the burglar's house uh, face appeared around their bedroom door. And we feel indignant and angry about those who are thieves and robbers. You have no right to be here. And that's what Jesus is saying about people who claim to come in the name of God, but are robbing people of their knowledge of the true and living God. By their own actions, they're pretending to deliver people, but actually they're tying them up. They're taking them, away, taking things away. Not, well, I was going to say not their possessions, but unfortunately there are thieves and robbers in the spiritual realm who love to take your money from you. But more than that, they're taking your soul from you. And Jesus is angry about those who come as religious people and just tie people up in knots. In fact, he says, you know, you make them twice the son of hell as you are. And it's difficult to find the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is giving us a warning And they're still around today. Be on your guard. Let me just add a note. Posting Lizzie Hobson through that window reminds me that the devil will try and find a foothold into your life. If we give him an opportunity, he will try and get in. We need to guard our own spirits and our own souls well but how, how, how do we know how do we know to trust people there's so many on the internet youtube whatever churches preachers you might even think i'm a bit dodgy so how do you know who to trust we've had the illustration in the uh, in the meeting this morning you learn to recognize his voice Now, if you're a young Christian, and this is all new to you, you may not have yet learned to recognize the voice of the Good Shepherd. What you need to do is to trust some older sheep. Come alongside people who have walked with the Lord. Just check things out. We have experienced in all our years of ministry some people who are new Christians, and they really get weird and wacky and wonderful ideas of what God is telling them to do. 
And it just needs a bit of wisdom, a bit of maturity. That's why, as a church, our, our aim is to present everyone mature in Christ so that you can be led by the Spirit, know the voice of God, and, and be walking in the right way. But when we're young, as believers, we do need some help and some guidance. If you're not sure what the Lord is saying to you, check it out with somebody else. No harm in going to somebody. I feel the Lord is saying this to me. I feel this is what God is saying. And just get that confirmation from other people. And Jesus says that uh, I, I, uh, I, I am the gate for the, for the sheep. And whoever enters through me will be saved. And he will come in and go out and find pasture. And God calls us individually by name and as a flock, as a, as a people of God, to follow him. If we want to live with God's protection and provision, if we want to be guided by him, part of this experience of knowing what Jesus says, fullness of life, and, and this is the, um, it, it's said of the Christian faith, we're absolutely exclusive. It's only by Jesus that you can come to be saved and have fullness of life. Totally exclusive, but totally inclusive that anyone can come in through that gate. But there's only one way, and that's what we were singing earlier. And go in and out and find pasture. You can grow to be all that God intended you to be. There were false prophets and false teachers. There were good prophets and good teachers, but those who were claiming falsely to bring the word of God, Jesus is very strong about those. But he says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. He says, whoever goes in, whoever enters through me will be saved. Now, saved, oh, Talk to somebody about being saved. They might, what on earth are you on about? What does it mean to be saved? And we do have Christian language. But it means to be rescued, to be set free, to be delivered from danger. We sang, as we uh, sang that arrangement of the 23rd Psalm, that I will fear no evil. Actually, within the the sheep pen within the fold of God's people, we are under his protection. We will be saved. Let me just take a moment. What are we saved from? Let me use a very unpopular word. We're saved from sin. What is sin? <laughs> Basically, it's when we live our life without regard or acknowledgement or accountability to God. I'm just living it myself. And that brings all sorts of consequences. And there comes a, a, a point in our life when we know that we need saving from that. Now it's not my job to convince anybody that they, they need saving from sin. There is somebody who does that far better than me and his name is the Holy Spirit. And once we begin to respond, even maybe gently, 
to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says when the Spirit comes, he'll convince the world of sin and of judgment. That's his job. Our job is once you, once you want to find an answer, to the, want to be free from this, we can point you to Jesus. And you enter through him and you can be saved. I'm very much aware that in this world there are people who want to control us and take advantage of us. We get the calls every week. Somebody's trying to rob us, to deceive us, to cajole us. That is the way of the world. The way of the good shepherd is not actually to take, but to give. I lay down my life for my sheep. And it's that, that overwhelming act of love which gives us the door to forgiveness and freedom. That causes us to respond to him. And say, yes, I want you to be in charge. I choose to give you control of my life because you laid down your life for me. You're not taking it from me. I give you control. That's what we mean when we say Jesus is my Saviour and my Lord. And this morning I want us all, whether we're long-term believers or whether we're just standing on the threshold of coming to faith, to take a moment to acknowledge Jesus for who he is and for what he's done for us. And maybe for somebody here this morning, it'll be the first time they say, Jesus, I want to trust in you for who you are I want to give my life to you because you gave your life for me. So I'm going to give us a moment. And I'm going to be bold enough this morning to say, if for you that would be the first time, I would invite you to stand, not to embarrass you, but to, so that we could celebrate together that you've come to the point of acknowledging Jesus as the one who can save you, who can provide for you, who can enable you to be all that God intended you to be, who can protect you, who can watch over you, who can be lead and guide you. Do you know, that's what he meant when he says, I've come to give you life in all its fullness. I've come to give you. So can we take a moment? Fathers, we're looking at these scriptures about what Jesus says he is. For so many of us here this morning, we've put our trust in him. Of his word, of his actions, of his character, we trust in him. And Lord, we want in our community so many more people to enter in through that gate and find pasture, come in and be saved. And Lord, I pray that you will add to this community of believers those who are being saved. Those who come in wanting to know and discover life in all its fullness. Jesus, we acknowledge you as our Lord and our Saviour. We acknowledge you as the great I am. And I pray that today salvation may come to individuals, to households, that people may find that you are the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep and loves them with an an unmeasured love 
grace beyond measure. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to be bold enough. Is there anybody here this morning who wants to take that step of faith? Let's just take a moment. Does anybody would like to stand to their feet and just say, yes, I publicly want to declare my faith in Jesus. We're not here to cajole. We're not here to manipulate. But today, if you've heard the voice of the shepherd, we had a, a verse in the prayer meeting before we started when we prayed at half past nine. Somebody brought a, voice, a, a, a word which says, you need to listen. We need to listen. And if you've heard the voice of the shepherd, maybe you don't want to do it publicly. Maybe you want to do it privately. Find somebody this morning and say, yeah, that's me. Amen.